Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Zebra Talk, the podcast where we shine a little light onto lives and the untold stories of the people who slide on their knees and count the threes. That's right. I'm talking about the referees. And today I'm joined by one of my friends from way, 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 way south. We're talking way south. We're going way past Mexico. We're dropping all the way down into South America. That's right. Today we're going to talk about Chilean specifically, but South American professional wrestling. And we're joined by one of my favorite people internationally. You've seen him as a former referee on Wrestling Superstars, and he's the current head referee on Five Luchas. Please welcome Ivan Navarro. How are you, Ivan? Hey. Hey. Yeah, cool. Really cool. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. Thanks. Hello. (laughs) Get all the jitters out now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so static right now. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell (laughs) people a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Ivan Navarro. I'm from Talagante, Chile. It's a little town in, um, um, all, all over the, um, Santiago de Chile. Um, I have 34 years old. No, this this Saturday, 20th, August August 28th, I, uh, it's my birthday, so I will be with 34 years. 34. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've been in this uh, as a referee uh, kind of uh, eight years. Eight time. years in the wearing the the Sierra costume. Yeah. How <laughs> how have you feel? Uh, how do you feel about your career so far? Like obviously you've done a lot of things. You've been one of the more like uh, prominent like referees in the professional wrestling scene in South America. Uh, tell us a little bit about like some of the things that you've done over the years before we just dive into the story. Yeah, um, one of the biggest things I've have been done as a referee here uh, was working with wrestling superstars. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a company by, formed by um, Darko Navarro, a Chilean wrestler, and with in association with Hugo Sabinovich, who was uh, this um, Spanish announcer, on, oh, sorry, Spanish commentator on WWE. For many many years, right? Hugo's yeah, year. from yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Almost so like a, like a Jim Ross or a Jerry Lawler for like kind, WWE yeah. Spanish commentary table. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, now he's going. working. Now he's working with Triple A, mm-hmm. um, some territories in Puerto Rico. Okay. So, uh, he works in uh, with the Lucha Underground too. Yeah. And in in the beginning of the AW, he was the commentator too. So he was so, together wrestling superstars, and that was where you had been working. Yeah, that was when I worked. In, I I worked with the uh, wrestling superstars superstars uh, since the second show, mm-hmm. not the first. So in the second show, um, I was working with one of my favorite wrestlers, <laughs> and that was Matt Hardy. Okay. And, and then since the, since then, uh, I have all the the matches that Matt Hardy was involved. And uh, one match in particular, it's uh, one of the first matches with, uh, with a few of the Yambox and the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I remember that, hearing a lot about that when that was going on. Yeah, that's, that's kind of born here in Chile. Sure. Because they had both been was, on this big international tour and they had yeah. brought the match to the show that you were working on, right? It wa- Yeah, that was the second time that they... The match happened mm-hmm. around the world, so that was. I think that was my first and one of my biggest matches uh, that I have. That was one of your first matches. No, 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 my oh. first uh, biggest. <laughs> oh, biggest, one of your matches. first big matches. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's that's quite a way to step into the ring, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, was was a uh, um, in 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 it has a. A bump. I, I receive a super kick mm-hmm. from one of the young bucks, so sure. I I, th- I think I I sell it well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You weren't mad when so, they got to the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah nice. Uh, so let's <laughs> always... not get ahead of ourselves. Let's uh, start. You know, kind of where the story begins. Tell us a little bit about how you became involved in pro wrestling. Like, what was your first exposure to wrestling, and how did that mm-hmm. lead to you actually wanting to become involved? As many of us, I started uh, such a like a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, what uh, I was attempting. Um, 
I bought tickets to Aindi, uh, uh, the Aindi promotion here that's called Revolution Lucha Libre. Okay. Revolution, Wrestling Revolution. Yeah. Um, and uh, I started there. Then uh, they need a photographer. So I've been in the photo stuff um, kind of like a year, a year and a half. Then I do commentators. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, that time here in Chile. It was uh, every show has a live commentator. Yeah, like live on the like uh, uh, and, and, the audience. Yeah, yeah, yes, kind of like that. And then uh, I came. I came back to the photo to the photographer, uh, like a photographer. So then the promoter talked to me and said, "We need a ref." One of our refs, uh, it's going to be wrestling the next show. So uh, we need another ref. We need someone so, to do it. And you're here all the time. So yeah, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the shirt, uh, take a jogger, take some and anything black for for your pants. So sure. in the next show, like uh, I have a month to be prepared. Okay. And in, in, in that month, I study two of the greatest of all time and one of uh, two of them my favorites of all time that's Mike Yoda and Charles Robinson you know that that I'm a huge admire I, I admire so much uh, Charles Robinson yeah absolutely and I mean who better could you be like choosing to study if you know you need a crash course in professional wrestling <laughs> yeah uh, so what's the, the professional wrestling scene like where you're from? Like paint a little bit of a picture for folks so that they get an idea of, uh, uh, do you guys have a lot of indie companies? Are there shows every weekend? Do you have to kind of like scratch and claw for some wrestling content? Like what's it like? Um, here in Chile, the um, wrestling business kind of, um, it's it's big, but n- not as well known. Okay. The, the we not ha- we don't have um, much exposure, sure. But uh, in the in the wrestling scene, we we know each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a little world. Yeah, so, it's, it's a little bit big world. So uh, I I started or when when I started uh, as a referee, we have uh, shows once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were. Um, Eight years ago, there were two or three companies, but now um, it's here in Santiago uh, are kind of ten different companies. So it's definitely growing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely growing, and um, some some companies are good, obviously, and some some others are not that really good. <laughs> They've got some things <laughs> to work on. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um. But the biggest, uh, the biggest um, companies here in Chile are uh, Five Luchas, mm-hmm. um, Revolución Lucha Libre, um, CNL, Championship mm-hmm. National League, um, and they were starting to grow up as uh, Next Generation True. and Gen. And those are the biggest companies here. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely uh, like a scene for you to be able to like bounce around at and get around to a couple of different places yes. and things like that. And there's definitely an audience, even though it's kind of a an underground like fan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're studying Charles Robinson and Mike Kyoto. You're getting ready to debut. You've got a month to do it. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like. It was terrifying the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, and the, the first time that, I, that was inside the ring, um, I wear gloves, mm-hmm. lifting weight, okay. lifting weight gloves. <laughs> um, sure. I dress a shirt that is that that no that's no that's not tight. Yeah, too big. And, yeah, too big. Sure. That, it, it wasn't mine, so mm-hmm. maybe it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, black joggers. Mm-hmm. So like, that f- ref just lost a lot of weight, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. So and some sneakers that I found, but he has a. They had a Nike, a giant Nike logo in, yeah, in, in white. Of course, white, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my first. Uh, 
dress code like uh, mm. such a as a as a referee and every show for kind of like a year um every jogger mm. has burning my knees and you ripped through your knees every time yeah every time <laughs> so i finished uh, every show uh with uh, my my knees I, i i wasn't wearing any any pads yeah so uh there's a, a, a after sh every show has holes in my on my knees right so i i had to buy every time every show one pant one pair of joggers I mean that's a that's a pain, but I, I guess it's a little bit better than like splitting your seam every time on every show, you know, like bending over and. <laughs> uh, once there were there were once that my my pants uh, ripping off of my, in, uh, in between my legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I wasn't wearing uh, a black underwear. Sure. Kind that's... of it, it was white. Very common accident uh, <laughs> that we've talked about a lot on this show. Uh, Jimmy Corderas was talking about how he was wearing blue under his. <laughs> so no one uh, realized that I, that my pants were rip off, mm -hmm. and I didn't notice mm -hmm. until we have a break, and I came up to the backstage in Five Luchas, and then I saw my my pants. Were, oh, they were rip off. <laughs> I have a sue. <laughs> I have a, a sue. Yeah. So I I, I sewing I, it with the needle, yeah. <laughs> the needle between the 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 mid time. Yeah. And then we go back to to our to our business. <laughs> I, I want to see the like footage of that of everybody just like completely unaware that like <laughs> no the people didn't didn't uh, sh uh, look at it. Didn't notice. They, they didn't notice the. There no there, there's no evidence about that. Nice, nice, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, when I so, uh, when I split my pants open on Hollywood, like uh, the audience behind me, every single one of them noticed, <laughs> and they were really loud about it. But the cameras, for whatever reason, like never caught it on film. So like you hear the audience like teasing me and like yelling about it, <laughs> and being like, you know, this ref's underpants are out, but like the cameras never see it. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> Um, so you were terrified. Do you remember who was in your first match? Do you remember anything about it? It was a kind of a school match. Mm -hmm. So they, their names are changing constantly. So sure. I can so remember other students that you were training. With. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And did you like start actually like going to wrestling training when you were getting ready? Or have you gone to wrestling training? Or did you just kind of teach yourself how to do it and keep going? I know the basic. Sure. How to bump. Uh, I trained a little bit but mm -hmm. and at that time with from uh, my profession i'm a professional dancer i'm <laughs> i study like from 2008 eight, no um 2007 sure. till last year yeah just very uh, yeah so so it wasn't uh, any physically hard to me to for being in the ring so I, I I always train, so and, yeah, you were already and, in like you know athletic shape and like had the yeah. cardio to back up whatever you were trying to do. It was just learning yeah. a new physical motion. Yeah, clear. Yes. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, I, I feel like that's something that, like, uh, you know, we talk a lot in this podcast about how, like, this is a really cool thing to do with people that you've known for a long time, like yourself, and you and I have known each other for many years. He's Uh, Ivan here has been in Zebra Talk since like I think the first year, like within yeah, less yeah, than yeah, a few yeah. Months. You were one of the like first like real international yeah, presences yeah. that we had. Um, but people that you know for a long time that you never really get to like know know because there's not really any like reason to dig that much into like their life and who they are other than just like surface level stuff. So let's talk about this. How'd you wind up in dance and what was your life like in dance? And dance, I started in my college. Mm -hmm. My school, sorry, my school. Um, when I was 16 with a folkloric staff at my school. Mm -hmm. So then I go to have an audition to um, have a, a folkloric ballet. Okay. Uh, so, so famous here You're in doing Chile. Ballet. Um, just to learn the basics. Okay. How to use it. 
Um, but I never professionally do ballet. Sure. So kind of like Aubrey. Aubrey was a professional ballet ballerina. So right. I, I, I can't uh, compare uh, to that. I, I appreciate uh, all the people who uh, does ballet. So I love ballet, but it's, it's not kind of my thing. Okay. So what is your thing? What specific kind of dance are we talking about? Uh, jazz dance, um, tap dance, mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit of modern dance. So very theatrical style dance. Yeah, very yeah. theatrical. Okay, theatrical. a lot of the stuff and I was doing when I was in uh, like musical theater. Um, I, I, I love music, musical theater. I have yeah. two roles. When I was from my Finnish exams, mm -hmm. uh, I have a role uh, we made Rent. Okay, <laughs> very cool. And Were you Mark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was Mark. <laughs> I was Mark. And uh, then we had we made fame. Mm -hmm. I know fame. I've never been in it, but I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. So I love the my my, my thing was more about the the theoretical. Sorry about for my pronunciations. <laughs> I'm sure that your English is a lot better than my Spanish. So, <laughs> <laughs> so musical theater, that's it. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I always love the musical theater, but never do. I, I never uh, do anything more than those two roles. Gotcha. Then. Then uh, when once I was uh, I finished my my study in 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 dance and show dance, mm -hmm. um, I was uh, making classes for the first years. Yeah, um, so you're teaching of that. yeah, yeah. Uh, I have uh, physical like um, more physical. So I train them to to have a um a good uh kind of muscle um, yeah a good foundation a good base yeah, yeah a good base for for the next years it, it was a first year and we have 40 years and then the the school closed because the mm -hmm. uh, social strikes here yeah in 2019 i think yes 2018 in october and then i i lost my job and i resigned kind of a, of a, of the dance thing mm -hmm. i'm i i i i think i'm retired of dance sure that's kind of i'm i've been going back and forth a lot about whether or not i'm done with acting because like i was doing a lot of things even like while i was involved with professional wrestling just until professional wrestling got too busy but now that you know things have kind of slowed down a lot for me again i'm like acting's right there why don't I just go do that again <laughs> you know like uh what was it that made you feel like it was time to just like you know put dance down and just be done with it for now yeah yeah no, uh, with the pandemic situation too so uh I I'm making different things right now mm -hmm. to live to to pay my dues to pay yeah. my rent um And uh, that's how I live now. I, I always say that if one day, I hope one day, I can live from wrestling, mm -hmm. that was that would be my my happiest moment of my life. Yeah, it's it's wonderful and amazing and kind of funny how often I hear people talk about their goals in wrestling. Like so many folks, like they don't even necessarily want to chase like WWE or AEW or anything crazy like that. There's so many people that are just like, I just want to make a living wrestling. Like I, I don't care what it looks like. I just want to be able to do what I care about and what I love and pay my bills and not have to, you know, like sacrifice all my time to just like pay my rent so that I can go do this too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, we, my dream is WWE. Mm -hmm. my, I, I can't, uh, I can't uh, lie about it. Sure. But uh, I have to be realistic. Yeah. Too. Um, but I think that, that I 
have so many things to do first in my country sure. for, for wrestling. Mm -hmm. I know that some, some people uh, told, tell me every, every year, every time that we talk, uh, why don't you learn uh, some, some people about the, the referee? Teach other people but, how to referee. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but it's so difficult because uh, there's no people interested. And so, uh, so many kind of legends of, my, of our country mm -hmm. said uh, that I have uh, uh, so much material to, to, to teach them. Yeah. To how, why I don't write something about uh, like a manual, yeah. like how to, or uh, how to ref for dummies when the, when the, those <laughs> books. Sure. So, but uh, I think that, that, that I'm not ready yet. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel when I think about it as well, you know, like, um, not to mention the fact that, like, I'm pretty sure that you're like myself, like, uh, we never really had, like, specifically a referee trainer. So mm -hmm. when I go to think about, like, you know, am I ready to teach other referees how to do it? Or am I not? The thing that really just kind of stops me in my tracks is like, I never had anybody teach me how to do it. So I don't necessarily know how to teach other people how to do it. Like I don't have lessons that I learned when I was coming in that I can be like, okay, do this because I did this when I was in training. It's all just like starting from scratch and being like, okay, how do I explain to a person who's never done this before, how to do this effectively? <laughs> it's a big daunting task. Yes. It's, 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 it's how to find a method mm -hmm. to, to teach them and it's so hard because uh, like you were saying uh when no one teaches we never have a a, a, a class yeah to be part of uh, how to ref we yeah. learn about advices some the some advice that uh, someone in the locker room uh, said to us hey, can i say something to you Sure. Or when 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 we ask something, right? how how did I did this? You think that I I have to put more on this? Mm -hmm. I have to put less on this? So it's 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 so hard, so difficult to, to teach someone. I I I admire. I, I know that uh, I've been listening obviously the the podcast and that uh, Jeremy Marcus is teaching. Yeah. people are training training people to be a ref i i will love that i take i took some classes with him uh i know that many people um in the business in the in the in the in the uh, scenario um have some some classes but others don't but they they know how to how to teach others yeah. to, to teach others And, and, and that's how, how I, I, I need to, I think I, I have to find in the next year, maybe because now we are stopped here in Crescent. Mm -hmm. I know that. Yeah, uh, everything's United, still on standby, right? Sometimes in the United States, it's, uh, it's starting this uh, with uh, some protocols, obviously. Um, and we, uh, with, with, with the audience but we don't have audience yet we much of the of the promotions here are learning how to uh, work with a camera yeah yeah I, but, i think it's a really easy thing to like kind of glance over is the fact that like yes you have a like a, a wonderfully full rich professional wrestling scene in your area but like it's still very very new You know, like yeah, uh, you're saying, you know, people are just learning how to use cameras properly and lighting and sound and things like that. And distribution, like you said, like one of the biggest issues that your country is facing is that you guys have a product and content, but like it's just having uh, quite a time getting in front of eyes to watch it. That was one of the things that we were doing on Five, Lu on Five Luchas, mm -hmm. how to stream, how to stream. We have uh, our gorilla position. Yeah, <laughs> I the, remember seeing yeah. the live streams. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, we prepared the the, the lights uh, with the mics. I I I, I with um, me with an with others, uh, we do all the the sound things and uh, how mm -hmm. to connect this. Uh, we arrived early to the to the shows to do that thing every time. I, Nick Monano does. Nick Monano, I know that Nick. It's it's a it's 
it's almost like a producer now. He's working yeah. producing events. So I love one day to uh, I love how to learn about uh, the production scene in sure. wrestling from from him. I I I I, I think that I, I have so much to learn to, uh, now. Um, but uh, the distance is a it's a very um, how can I say it? Makes it a big challenge. Yeah. 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 So so the 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 tickets are so expensive to travel. So yeah. I, but. But 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 that 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 um, that hunger that I have to 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 learn to to acknowledge um, everything I can uh, it's here it's it's there and I I I I, I always I, I don't watch the wrestler I always watching the the referees now and yeah. in every show since, since I put my referee shirt. It's nice uh, now, though, you know, you're talking about like it is hard to overcome the challenges of distance and, you know, time and things like that. Like, I think because, you know, you and I have done a bunch of video things together with like the Q&A series and like, you know, other uh, projects in the past. And we've spoken a lot. And I think like I know that you're only three hours ahead of me. I'm on West Coast time and you're on the U.S. like East Coast time mm -hmm. zone. Yes even though it's called something else where you're at, but like, it's so easy for us to think because you're on another continent that you're, you know, like you're going to be hours and hours ahead of me or something like that. But like, yeah, you're just three hours ahead where you just happen to be like thousands of miles apart <laughs> vertically, <laughs> you know, like there's nothing stopping us from just having a call like this and like having a little, you know, chat about like referee strategy. And like, you know, uh, I think that this has been a really, uh, hugely beneficial tool zoom and you know online streaming and things yeah. like that for the professional wrestling industry because there are so many of us that live so far from each other that you know we never really have a chance to like we're so busy when we're around each other in person putting on the show we don't really have time to like sit and chew the fat and figure out how we can do things better and how to learn from each other but now that we have this kind of a tool it's a little bit easier and silver talk does that Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of the yeah. idea. <laughs> See? Yeah, uh, uh, um, much of the the advices that I or, or the questions that I that I have from other refs here, mm -hmm. I took from the Silver Talk when Jimmy Corderas the, the 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 question that once a month is there yeah. is <laughs> of the triple threat matches. <laughs> So, the, do rope breaks count in a triple threat match? Yes or no? No, it's another cue. <laughs> it's another cue. Um, so, we talked a little bit about um, you getting started. It was a student match. You know, you had uh, had a month to prepare. Let's go ahead and uh, fill in a few more of the gaps. Let's get you up to date with the story. Where did you go from there? You have your first match. I'm assuming it goes well. Um, what was the next part of the process for you like? Like, did you just dive full tilt into refing all the time? Were you traveling much? Was it just for the one promotion? Like, let's it's hear about your first couple of years. Yes. Um, my first years was always in five, in Revolution. Mm -hmm. Revolution Wrestling. Um, because the there's something that um, in that time the, the promotions had that is the exclusive to be exclusive, exclusive. yeah but we don't have contracts it was just an agreement yes gotcha um when i was i i always been uh like kind of five four years in in wrestling revolution mm -hmm. and um the promoter of five luchas invited me to ref there okay and what was that conversation so, like with the owner of Wrestling I never okay. talk about it. Okay. I never talk about it. I didn't felt that I have to uh, talk uh, with the promoter of the revolution. Sure. Because uh, I don't have a contract. Yeah. They don't. In that time, they don't pay. Sure. So uh, I don't have any attachments to, to that promotion. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I and personally, like fight. I've always felt like any promotion that would try to shun you from working for other places, unless they have like 
you know, a good reason that that's yeah. not necessarily a place that you want to work for anyway. So it's nice that, you know, nobody like give you a big deal or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but go ahead, continue. So um, on Five Luchas, they liked my work. Mm -hmm. um, they pay nice. not too much, but they pay. Yeah. So uh, I constantly had um, on Fridays, Five Luchas. Mm -hmm. And on Saturdays, I had Wrestling Revolution. And was this so, every week or just like once a month? Every week. Not, every week. Wow. You had a great <laughs> run going there. <laughs> yeah. It, it was great. Uh, that was uh, my better year mm -hmm. that I have five luchas on Fridays and six six matches on Saturdays. Yeah. So um, one day the promoter of Wrestling Revolution uh, approached to me and asked me when I was stop refereeing on Five Luchas. Sure. And I said, when you, when you make me a contract, of a, uh, exclusive contract, and yeah. you pay me. When you pay me and, enough and, to make it worth not working there. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what so did they say? the promoter said, no, it's, it's, don't care about it. It's just a joke. Sure. They, they were joking. Yeah, <laughs> they were joking. Oh, no, don't worry, don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. We're just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. So they start to make me a part mm -hmm. on Racing Revolution. Um, they started to make things that I don't like it, mm -hmm. like uh, ref bombs on every single match, and I was sure. the only ref on the show. Yeah, and that just doesn't make any sense. That's making any sense. So um, I got sick one day of the on Friday mm -hmm. after five luchas. Oh, oh, I arrived to five luchas sick. I ref all the all the show sick. Mm -hmm. um, the promoter was so nice with me. They took me the an Uber to drive me back home. Mm -hmm. And that Uber, it's like uh, um, 45 minutes from the place that we run the show. Yeah, so not exactly a cheap Uber. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, uh, I have a show on, on Wrestling Revolution. And I contact the promoter. And I say, I got sick. Uh, I have to go to the hospital. Yeah. They put me um, an injection, an IV. Yeah. An IV. So I was dehydrated. Yeah. And uh, I, the, the promoter saw the message, but they didn't say anything. Mm. And I, I, say, I, say, I said to the promoter that you can contact that pers this person to replace me. Yeah. I, actually, I, I do the job that has to be done. Yeah, or, or that I think that it has to be done. Find and, a replacement for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the promoter never told me anything. Right. Never asked me how how I was, uh, if I uh, or get well, and just kind of washed their hands and said, "All right, yeah, bye. yeah, that's that's no, all." No, they, they didn't even say that. Yeah. So I took a part. I took a step apart mm -hmm. and uh, stayed with five luchas every single Friday um, for almost like two years. Yeah. No stop. So, um, one, well, and five luchas and some advices from Silver Talk and from Mr. Will Gibson mm -hmm. that he saw my match with uh, Young Bucks and the Hardy Boys. In that moment, I left the joggers, I left the gloves, <laughs> and I dressed like a real referee. Like a professional, absolutely. Like a professional. It's hard when you have those, uh, you know, like interactions with folks in wrestling where like you give so much and you expect to get what you were given in return and then, you know, you're disappointed. But I feel like uh, situations like that usually find a way of, revealing themselves to you you know and like it was probably for the best you know it freed you up to be 
more invested in five luchas and obviously things have gone well since then let's talk a little yes. bit about like uh what you guys have been working on pre-pandemic what uh what are your shows like obviously every friday you're streaming online fr- like yes we were streaming online every friday on facebook and youtube mm-hmm. um Tell we have a what five luchas is like because it's not just a normal like you know wwe no. style family friendly wrestling show let's let's paint a yeah. little bit of the picture of like what the show is like yeah the show of five luchas kind of a underground show mm-hmm. it's um i don't know how to say it it's you literally walk down into a basement <laughs> yeah it's kind of a basement yeah <laughs> we have a second floor that we have uh, our backstage mm-hmm. the wrestlers came down to the from the stairs and they face the people right here um it's kind of um when progressing gorilla does the bola Mm -hmm. because the people are right here the people that are sitting and they're staying their hands and they're touching the ring yeah no barricades no separation between the audience and the ring they're just there pounding on the mat ready to go (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) yeah we have different kind of matches um Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, always uh, the the most important thing in Five Luchas is show wrestling. It's show wrestling. Not, it's wrestling. It's uh, the the Japanese style, strong style, uh, mm-hmm. mixed with a um, little bit of the American style. Because okay. uh, we have a, a very and, and that time we have a. People that worked on the on, on Japan for many years. Sure. Uh, we have Alejandro Saez, mm-hmm. that was the. He was in the, the Cruiserweight Classic, right? Yes, he was yeah. in the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, we worked with the Satara. Satara was in the Mayan Classic. Right. Um, and then she got the, hired, didn't she? No. Oh, wait, no, there was the, somebody else that got hired. The one who got hired was uh, Katrina Cortez. Yeah, that's right. Uh, after the Latin American tryout that they made uh, here in Chile. Yeah. Some names so, for people to check out if uh, you've never really been exposed to South American wrestling, Alejandro Saez and Zatara and uh, what is it, Katarina Cortez? Katarina, Katarina Cortez. Katarina Cortez. Yeah. All, all, also known as uh, Jesse here in Chile. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, keep going. So they were um, uh, working internationally and they were bringing things back to Chile. Yes. Yeah. Oh, actually, Satara told me about the the year thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should buy. Uh, I, I when she arrived from the Mayan Classic and he was on the show, she, she told me that uh, you have to buy a radio. Yeah, you, you have to buy. Set. You have you, to be you able need to communicate it. with the band. You need yeah. it. Yes, you need it uh, because this, because of this, because of this, and uh, I. Took that. I bought a radio. I bought mm-hmm. radios. Uh, I make the mold for my ear. Yeah. Uh, I pay for it, and uh, since then I started to to work with a uh, with a earpiece. Okay. With a headset uh, that improved such a huge. That was such a huge improvement to the yeah. to our show that um, Alejandro, the promoter, sorry, the promoter of uh, Five Luchas uh, was so happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, folks, if you're listening and you've never had a chance to work with a headset, like there are some folks that like they're kind of waiting to go to a show where they get to interact with a headset that they already have. They're cheap enough. Go get a yeah. headset for your company. Like, you know, it's obviously a bit of an investment and in everything, but like it's worth it. It'll bring up the production value so much. The fact that the back yes. actually gets to be able to communicate with the people who are in the ring in real time, it'll just anyway, so please continue. So um, then they had well, well we have um, on five luchas and that um, after uh, before the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, two great uh, two of the biggest shows here in Chile. Sure. Once uh, it's a death match tournament, mm-hmm. and do you the other, do death match referee? Uh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. I I like it mm-hmm. because. Uh, it's such a trust that the promoter has hats on you and the wrestler has on you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, your knees suffer. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Especially if even you're not, if, still not wearing knee, knee pads. <laughs> even if you had knee pads. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, Thumbtacks um, go right through knee pads, folks. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yes. Or glass. Yeah. Or, or glass. So that's one of our biggest shows. On, uh, what was on that what? one called in case people want to look it up? The um, Deathmatch Tournament or Torneo Deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is... Um, Um, underground king that's the literal translation okay but it's called king in the underground rey clandestino rey clandestino okay yeah um those uh, are the biggest events that we have and i i i say with properly the the biggest shows here in chile yeah yeah and, we have, how many people are we talking about coming to something like this Um, we have a full house for five hundred people. Okay, yeah, so definitely But not a small show. Not, not a yeah. small show. Um, before that, the, we were talking about the wrestling superstars. Mm-hmm. That that shows was the biggest in South America. Okay, uh, we have five thousand people in a theater, so and sold out. That's every single. Sh- Every single show in the Caupolicán Theater mm-hmm. was uh, sold out. And they were not cheap, but not too expensive. So we have meet and greet. Uh, we have to score, uh, to score the, the wrestler for the meet and greet, for the interviews with the press. Right. Uh, uh, we have every single show in, the, in that theater, that theater, sorry, um, uh, sold out. Mm-hmm. But Uh, clandestino five luchas uh every time that he has a great a big show uh, he they have a sold out too. Mm-hmm. we have sold out so you're telling us the story of the uh torneo death and uh the ray clandestino uh so mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about how those were what, those, what were those shows like um we have um pre- uh, preliminaries mm-hmm. maybe preliminaries the early yeah. matches Yeah. In 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 um, in the Friday shows. Okay. So for for a little so like bit of time. The qualification matches. The to qual- get you yeah, the matches. qualification. That yeah. that's a word. Sorry. Um, uh, all finished uh, with two semifinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the deathmatch tournament. And when we finished the second semifinal, the first classified uh, enters uh, immediately. Yeah. No and they have right no break, yeah. no right, no breaks into the finals, and they were take uh, everything that he they could to to bring the show and the and they coronate the the king of death match. Mm-hmm. And who ended up winning in the end? Uh, we have three king of death match. Okay. Once the first one was Anarco Montaña. Mm-hmm. He will. He is wrestling now in in Europe, in England, and this September he will he will be in Spain in a big okay. show. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the show or the promotion. The second one was Al Cold, mm-hmm. one of the hardcore legends here in Chile. Yeah. And the third one, the third king of deathmatch was Billy Roga. Okay. Who was uh, last year was um, making a little tour and in, in the United States in, in in Orlando with CCW and other other promotions there. Um, that just barely when the pandemic starts, they were they fly to to Orlando to make some shows, and then they everything closed up. Yeah. So right as things were really starting to like get rolling, that's when the pandemic yeah. just kind of kicked everything out. Yes. It's unfortunate. Um, it sounds like there are a lot of like names worth like looking up and knowing about in South America. Would you say that the uh, professional wrestling scene down there is still kind of at the stage where like there are good people, but they're relying on international people to come in and wrestle them for good matches? Or are there enough like talented people in the like, South American scene where like it's a really like self-contained unit. Like, do you guys? Yes. Think... we have we have talent. Okay. Um, also, uh, well, well, Alejandro Saez was in Noah Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling in Japan. Um, we have another wrestler that 
he was uh, three or four years in DDT Pro okay. in, in Japan, uh, Japan too. He, he's Diego Guanchulo. Diego Guanchulo. Diego Guanchulo. Maybe I wrote it then. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, fill in some of these uh, names <laughs> yeah. in the bottom so folks can look them up. Um, well, Katrina Cortez, it's, uh, he was the uh, younger contract signing mm -hmm. in the Performance Center. He has 19 years when, when she signed. That's insane. Being 19 years old and getting signed to the Performance Center. Like. <laughs> it's, well, it's a, it's a dream come true for her. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we talk about uh, in the last show, I have the privilege to, to ref the last match here in Chile for her last match. Yeah. So uh, we talk a lot. Uh, we have the, the doors open. If, if I go to Orlando to visit her, mm -hmm. to to make contact with her parents, if they have to send her another uh, present, anything. Sure. <laughs> uh, so it's a uh, it's it's a little. It's a little world, so we meet, we we know each other, and we we have to make that vibe. Yeah, it's amazing the bonds that you form with people over your time in professional wrestling. You know, you end up becoming an actual family with people because you know you're so like uh, close, and uh, you know you bond so much over this thing that we have in common with each other that other people don't really understand. But like, no matter where it is, or that we're from, or how old we are, or whatever, like we just kind of we get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously things were going really well before the pandemic hit pandemic happened. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you guys are doing right now, as far as creating content, as well as, uh, you know, what your goals are like once the pandemic ends, uh, what kind of, what's the future looking like for you and for five luchas? Uh, now we're frozen. Mm -hmm. We're not doing anything. You guys are recording though, right? Or you no, not not yet, okay. not yet. The promoter of uh, Five Luchas is looking for some place to mm -hmm. train first. Okay. So we have a. Uh, they 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 say that uh, we find a place, we train some months, and then we start. We yeah. start. Make sure we that restart. Come back and make yeah. content. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so much of the wrestlers here in Chile are so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's harsh, true. Harsh. <laughs> But, it's true. Uh, you know, if it's true, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I, I was lazy to this this last two years. Mm -hmm. I was doing nothing. I I used yeah, to I mean, train. I can't talk. <laughs> I used to train two or three times a day. Yeah. Uh, for almost uh, seven, eight years. Yeah. And then pandemic attack, and I was doing anything. Everybody got sad and everybody went home and just yeah. <laughs> watched TV and ate food. For me, for me, home is it's not a place for working out. Mm -hmm. I have a, I used to have my place. I have the gym yeah. or uh, when when I was training, when when I was a dancer. Mm -hmm. But home is for me is to rest. Yeah, I mean, so, same. I'm very much the type of person that like if I go to a gym where there are other people that I'm going to be lifting with or if I go to the pro wrestling school and there are other people that are training there like I'm going to get so swept up in the camaraderie and you know the competition and stuff like that but like I'll go and I'll exercise but like trying to get me to just do my own workout at home is uh, a whole nother beast so yeah I get it I, I can definitely relate home yeah, is for so and for food <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually I bought uh, some weights, some bars, mm -hmm. but they they are with dust. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I, I like um, maybe three months into the pandemic, I like downloaded a bunch of fitness apps, and I did for like three to like maybe six months. Like I was working out like every day when I was still like inside my house, inside my house. Yeah. Obviously, I have a job now and stuff like that, and I'm like going out and doing things. But yeah, when I was still like locked inside my house and not going anywhere i had to do something just to kill the time and you know just to not be going crazy but yeah there it's all collecting dust now <laughs> I, i was doing something like two or three weeks and then the the wait there were there so there they are i was there they are. Dust. <laughs> <laughs> actually well, after, after my my cousin had covid 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked me for the weights and he got them now. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Hope it works out for you, cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a good thing that obviously the uh, the promoter of Five Luchas uh, wants to get you guys back in training to get everybody back yeah. up to speed and make sure everything looks good. Um, who who is the promoter of Five Luchas? If you don't mind sharing, is that Alejandro? Alejandro Saez. Alejandro Alejandro Saez is the gotcha. promoter. Okay. I mean that makes sense that it would be such a like professional company. Yes, he yeah. has. Uh, he's the creator of the Five Luchas Clandestino. Mm-hmm. And then, so obviously, you guys want to get back into training and get back up to snuff and ready to make good content. Do you have any kind of like personal goals for yourself? You know, once uh, COVID goes out, I know you are dying to ref up here in the states, but like anything yeah. else, any particular like uh, countries or companies that you're interested mm-hmm. in pursuing? Maybe Peru. Peru. We have yeah, we have gladiators. Okay. Yeah, uh, a com- uh, kind of a. Brotherhood company mm-hmm. with five luchas. Uh, that's uh, Gladiators. It's a very, very good company or promotion. Sure. Um, or uh, I don't know any anyone on BWF Brazilian Wrestling Federation, mm-hmm. but I love to to go and work with them. Good goals to have, absolutely. And then, you know, coming up here and doing your thing in the States would be pretty great. Yes. We still haven't been on a show together. Um, yeah. But uh, luckily, One you know, day. we have had a chance to meet in person. It's funny that we haven't uh, really, like, found a way to, like, circle the around to this conversation. But um, Ivan and I had the uh, fortune of getting to meet in person when we were on WrestleMania weekend in New York City once upon a time. Why don't you tell yes. folks a little bit about that story? Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, Odie contact me, and uh, I think that uh, was the Instagram of Charles Robinson. I think so. And he, uh, you, yeah, I comment something. I wrote mm-hmm. something in the Instagram, and then Odie contact me, say, "Would you be? Like, would you like to be a part of the of a community of referees?" Uh, yeah, uh-huh. sure. <laughs> no problem about that. That's it's a such for me it's such an honor because uh we are so far we are so far apart of the world here sure. in chile so being one of the i don't know if i said be the only or be one of the refs uh, of this part of the world for being considered to be a part of a great community like zebra talk it's uh, it's an honor for me And I, I has no doubt about it. Uh, I will say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it's always been a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, uh, me is you wrote about the zebra breakfast mm-hmm. meeting, and um, there were a few of us that came to the IHOP in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I was so so lost that time. But I, mean, I was too. I had never been there before. <laughs> yeah, we imagine. were a, a big like collective like zebra talk breakfast at an IHOP in Brooklyn, and uh, there's just like four or five of us that show up. But go ahead. <laughs> but 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 I was in another country, so it was so hard to me. Actually, I had some fun situation that I when I arrived to New York. Uh, I remember that Michael Jackson uh, taped a, uh, a video music music uh, music a music video, video sorry yeah. a music video uh, in Brooklyn yeah. in um in a uh, other, uh, how do you say the underground um, on, the on, on the subway yeah and I had to stop there to go to the Sierra to the Sierra breakfast yeah. Yeah, and, and, so you had and, to use the subway that you had seen Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I came down from the subway and I look around and I say, I've been, I, this is, I, I've I seen think this I, somewhere I've before. seen this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was uh, trying to remember, remember, uh, looking at my notes in my on my telephone that uh-huh. in, in, Google Map, <laughs> in Google Maps, I was marking all the places that I had to, that I want to visit the, that, that time. And actually, I said, "Oh, Michael Jackson tapes bed here. This is the place that I have to that I wanna I wanna no, uh, play, visit." So I take two two places in in one. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I go to the Silver Tour, the, the IHOP, IHOP, sorry, uh, and 
write to Ori, I'm here, I'm out. I'm mm -hmm. outside the, the Zebra Talk and you came. Um, uh, for me, it was so nice the, 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 the way that you, you um, how to explain or how to say, um, you treat me. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, it, there was, uh, I felt like it was, we met each other for years. Yeah, it definitely felt like meeting a friend in person that, yeah. It, it was so natural. Yeah. It was so natural. That, that, that's the word, so natural. Um, and then we see it, we, we salute, um, we say hi to the other ref. Mm -hmm. Chris Bay was with you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Such a random great detail about the <laughs> yeah. All the, the referees. <laughs> rooming with me so he just came to all of this referee <laughs> stuff it's pretty great we we have a picture from this day and it's all these referees and chris bay <laughs> chris bay i right there so anyway you come so, you sit down we're all having breakfast and everything yeah we talk some things uh, with other ref and then the magic happened <laughs> And then you say I have to go outside a few minutes, and then no, 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 no. You say they're here. Mm. You watch your phone, and you say they're here. And who? <laughs> like, like, like who, 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 who? I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of surprises, and uh, yeah. yeah. So I look to the door of the IHOP, to the entrance of the, of the IHOP. And I saw uh, Jason Ayers, mm -hmm. Chad Patton, um, Charles Robinson. Mm -hmm. That that's my my <laughs> the one Sean the Bennett, one you know. yeah. Sean Bennett and Sean Bennett. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why that day I was with my WWE fan referee shirt mm -hmm. <laughs> on my back. Uh, so first of all, I was frozen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was that 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 was I don't know how to, what I, to say. I love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how to act like a fan, but I I said in, inside my mind, I said, "You don't have to act like a fan, mm -hmm. but you are a fan." <laughs> So um, I was so respectfully respectful with 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 all the referees, with the WWE referees. Mm -hmm. They answered some questions. Then we took the picture. That was uh, for me. I, I, I was I'm looking the the place to print it, and I haven't uh, in, in my in my in my place. Uh, and since then. So much things uh, changed for me like a ref. Mm -hmm. And Audi knows that I'm so grateful for that moment because for me, um, like you say, you are such a fan of the surprises. Uh, it was a big surprise because uh, imagine that everyone knows that they were there. The IHOP would be full of referees. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, these things uh, make it so much special because, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, that was the first meeting of the Zebra Talk. So uh, make that thing. I, I, I'm so thank thankful uh, I'm for, for that moment because I had that moment in my mind forever. every day, forever. Yeah, I, I, I really I, like that you like uh, shined a light on like kind of what the whole point was for me it was like if we had advertised that everybody was coming, the place would have been absolutely full. just like thick with people. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, we uh, we advertised it as it was. And that was supposed to be just a collection of referee peers and the ones that really wanted to be there were there. And they got to interact with some folks that also wanted to be treated as peers. It was nice. Yeah. We were like seven, eight. Yeah, there was only like five or six people that were there. Yeah, uh, in addition to you know all of our guests and then myself uh, and Chris Bay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're kind of winding things down a little bit. We're running out of time a little bit. Let's go ahead and uh, obviously we want to let people know where they can find you, uh, social media wise and everything. But if you could also 
let people know who you think uh, is really worth taking a look at. You know, if there are any uh, companies, obviously we've talked a lot about Five Luchas. You mentioned Peru as yeah. the Gladiators show. Um, but more specifically, if there are any referees that you feel are really like working hard and deserve a look or, uh, you know, wrestlers in particular, please uh, take this time. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I invite you to look for Diego Wanchulo or the DDT run that he has on, on Japan. Uh, look for, for Alejandro, for Alejandro Saez, for Satara, or Katrina Cortez, uh, known as Jesse here in Chile. Mm -hmm. um, another wrestler here in Chile maybe could be Limited. Mm -hmm. Limit. Um, we can find your... We have a, like tw uh, 15 or 20 shows online. On yeah, what's the, the best Facebook. way to watch Five Luchas? Mm, Facebook, the Facebook fan page, uh, Five okay. Luchas Clandestino. Um, we have a YouTube channel too mm -hmm. uh, called Five Luchas and um, if you like go to actually like search for Five Luchas it's actually going to be the number five and yes. then Luchas L-U-C-H-A-S exactly so look for him look for them and enjoy that maybe you can find something that you like here in South America very cool. Uh, well, thank you very much for being here. Oh, let's talk about your own social media before we wrap things up. Um, my Facebook fan page is Ivan Navarro Referee. Mm -hmm. um, my Instagram is kind of <laughs> it's, it's a little bit I, uh, <laughs> I dot wait for the number uh, dot ref yeah. on Instagram. And now we I have a a Twitch channel with two of, of my friends that okay. they are referees. It's such a they are tag team. There's uh, uh, Paco and Crazy. Um, Did you say they're also... referees? No, no, no. They're no, they're a tag team. Okay, gotcha. They're a tag team. <laughs> they're a tag team. I thought you were saying they're uh, like referee tag team. I'm like, that's <laughs> what? Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but go ahead. So uh, we have a Twitch channel that uh, we're working on. Uh, every Friday mm -hmm. on 20 and 830 okay. uh, West Coast. Sure. Um, West or East? I don't know. Your East Coast. So it would probably East be Coast. 530 for me, West Coast. 530. Yes, yeah. that's it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called uh, No Esperen Nada. The translation is uh, Don't Expect At All. <laughs> the, the, no esperen nada <laughs> no esperen nada it's don't expect at all um, right. every Friday um, everyone who has who want to uh, learn some Spanish maybe or listen some Spanish we have uh, we run for three or four hours every Friday night so mm -hmm. uh, I invite you to, to be there to watch us and in Spotify every week too if you don't catch the Twitch uh, streaming sure. we have the the chapter on the on Spotify very cool well thank you very much for being here I really appreciate you taking the time I've been wanting to do this with you for a while because I uh, I feel like the the South American wrestling scene is really just kind of like it's it's cooking with gas you know it's coming right along and I think that more eyes on it will only uh, help benefit it and obviously on yourself as well so thank you very much for joining us here thank you for having me here and thank you for this great community called zero talk absolutely ladies and gentlemen ivan navarro and uh if you would like to help support the zebra talk fund or the zebra talk podcast you can actually go on to prowrestlingtees.com backslash zebra talk we've got all kinds of t-shirts and Oh, now I got to figure out how to put a little text bar down here. Uh, no, we've got t-shirts, we've got hats, we've got COVID masks, sweaters, all kinds of stuff. Um, if you would like to be on the show, please send me an email. Or if you would like to uh, receive the Zebra Talk Fund, which is a nonprofit once a month donation that we make to folks to help them travel since referees don't get paid for travel. Um, email me at zebratalk123 at gmail.com. 
You can find Zebra Talk on all the socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter. It's all at Zebra Talk 123, YouTube, the whole thing. If you're a referee and you're not in the actual Zebra Talk group, please find me or any other referee. They're probably already already in it. Um, I'm on Facebook, Robert Odie Brown. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Odie1Kenodi. And on that note, I really, really appreciate you being here again, Ivan. And uh, I really hope that we get to work together sometime soon and get to meet each other again in person because it would be really great. But thank of you again for being that. here and uh, good luck. Thank you. See you.